You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome in to episode number 69 of Babes on Broad Iconic. I'm Sam Wilson with my co-host Jesse Taylor and we are the Babes on Broad brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. So let's get right into it. The Eagles had an absolute WWE smackdown against the Detroit Lions this past weekend winning 44 to 6, Jess. It was so beautiful to see. It was just people were still so mad about it and wanted to have such an issue and wanted to complain. And, you know, it's just the Lions. Yes. But wasn't it just nice to sit at home and not stress, not have your blood pressure rise, not get angry, not get frustrated? The game ended quickly, and then you had the rest of your afternoon and evening to not be miserable. I agree. And it what like blows my mind about the people always trying to find the worst in things, especially this loss, there's really not much to complain about. Like the Eagles on both sides of the ball, they came out strong and they remained strong the entire time throughout the game. I mean, they had a shutout going until the very end of the fourth quarter, really. So I mean, and obviously by then it was like all second and third teams at the best second right. team. So it, it really like was just, they did what they were supposed to do throughout the whole time. And especially like, yes, this Lions team is not good. So like you do have to take it with a grain of salt. Obviously we're not, you shouldn't be coming after this win being like, we're going to win the NFC East. Right. But like it, you should have some good feeling about it. I mean, the Lions almost beat the Baltimore Ravens at one point. And there's a couple games in there that, um, they at least scored a good amount of points on every single team that they played so far. So I just think it says something really for the Eagles defense to shut down Jared Goff. I mean, despite he is Jared Goff, he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing, but he was a former number one overall pick. So I think I, there's definitely a lot to be happy. Yeah. I think you made a really good point when you said they did what they were supposed to do. And I think that is probably the, that, that, that's it. Like, the Eagles don't typically just 
do what they're supposed to do. And if they do what they're supposed to do, you see what happens. So mm-hmm. obviously the Lions were 0 and 7, 0 and 7 going into this game. This was week yes. 8. They were 0 and 7 going into this game. So the Eagles should go in there. They should have an effective game plan to be able to do what shut down the offense completely and run their offense and score points, play a complete game and get the hell out of Detroit. They actually did it, which unfortunately <laughs> is a surprising thing for the Eagles these days to actually do something and execute a game plan that actually makes sense. Like logic was involved almost. And you don't see that from the Eagles, unfortunately. So it was just, if you want to nitpick, there are things you can nitpick. I'm not going to look for reasons to be miserable in a season that is proving to be pretty miserable across the board. I'm not going to, if there are days where I don't have to be miserable, I'm not going to go out of my way to make myself miserable. No, you have to be able, especially with this team, even if they didn't let us down and make us so mad these last couple games before the Lions, like you just have to take the wins when you can get them because we are, even though it's not officially a rebuild, we know we're in a rebuild, right? You know? So like you have to kind of, this goes back to what you were saying in the beginning of the season is we're not expecting everything. We just want to see improvements and that's a win for us. And that's what we saw this week. They came out and did what they were supposed to do. You saw the improvements. You just saw them not, blow everything and i will note saying what they're supposed to do how successful their rushing game was i mean that is one thing where i do take a little negative side of it just because it's like i mean granted yes it's against the lions but we've been calling for the rushing game week after week after week after week and then the first game miles sanders is gone you run the ball like no other it was just that's the my probably biggest thing I problem I had with this game yeah I mean my my biggest issues is just that it's they don't do what they're supposed to do they come out against Atlanta a team that absolutely sucks and they have a perfect game plan of how to attack this team and they execute it effectively the next week they come home to play the 49ers and the 49ers are not a good football team that was a winnable game but Mm -hmm. they came out and like pooped their pants on the field and couldn't do anything correctly and were so poorly coached that day. The Kansas City Chiefs, I understand that, you know, Patrick Mahomes is this perennial MVP candidate, but the Kansas City Chiefs are not a good football team right now. They're not playing good football. Patrick Mahomes leads the league in interceptions right now. He's not playing good football. Their defense is abysmal. I was just going to say the defense is when... Yes. The Eagles were keeping up with them in terms of scoring points. The Eagles could have won that game had they leaned on the run game a little bit more, kept their defense off the field, and kept everybody a little bit more fresh. There are just things that they could have done that it's why it's so frustrating and why it's just refreshing every now and then to, like you said, take the wins where you can get them because the wins that you should have, this team is not capable of getting it, that those close ones, but the ones that you should have when they're there, take them. I agree. And we'll get into this game coming up this week, but another negative thing that came out of this week, I guess, are the injuries. So run us through that real quick, Jess. 
So obviously Miles Sanders is on IR, but short-term IR. So they think he can come back in a couple weeks. Um, both JJ Ortega Whiteside and Jalen Rager hurt their ankles in that Detroit game. So neither of them practiced today, but they were off on a side field together. Fletcher Cox had a rest day today. Javon Hargrave uh, has a nagging shoulder injury that's been bothering him for a couple weeks. Um, he missed today, but he also missed last Wednesday and played. Jack Driscoll practiced with the ones today. He had that hand injury. So he went back in his spot at right guard um, and practiced there to all today. Well, I think that obviously bodes well for him playing on Sunday. Um, Anthony Harris missed the last two games, but came back to practice today. And then the new cornerback, Kerry Vincent Jr., who they just acquired from the Broncos, was also a full participant in the practice today. So maybe we'll see him out there on Sunday a little bit. Yay. All right. So what are your key thoughts and takeaways, though, from the game against Detroit? I mean, we basically already went over it. I think as fans, we need to accept a win when we get a good win. And for the most part, the Eagles did what they were supposed to do. And my biggest things, like I already said, just see improvements. And that's what you want to see with a team like this. They came out and it could have been I went into this game scared that they could have gotten upset from it. But they came out with a dominant, for once, a dominant game plan on both ends of the ball. And it's like the coaches thought that their jobs were on the line. That's what it certainly seemed like. But luckily for them, it worked out in their favor. And I'm taking the win when I take a win. But I don't know how, if I really take anything from there that I expect to see when we see the Chargers next week. So I think it's going to be a short-term happiness coming from this game. I enjoyed it while it lasted. I will enjoy it until Sunday. Um, I'm not expecting it to continue, but for (laughs) once, I'm glad they went in with an adequate game plan and, you know, attacked a a bad football team and executed as they should. You know, the offense Mm -hmm. made it to the run from not only the running backs, but also from Jalen Hurts. Jalen made a few throws when he needed to, and, and they just, they dominated time of possession as well, especially in the second half. And then the defense just being really aggressive, getting after Jared Goff instead of just playing soft, which I really like to see. Um, it's going to be frustrating again if if we see all of those things abandoned. Um, I also wouldn't be surprised because again, I think that you know the idea of them—I don't want to use the phrase tanking, but wa- wanting those draft picks to be as high up as possible. Yeah. Um, you know, if they're not convinced that Jalen Hurts is the guy, if they end up with three first-round picks, you know, that's something that could get you a quarterback because the quarterbacks coming out of college this year are, are not impressive. Using one of those picks to take a quarterback is, is not going to be the move. Um, unfortunately that means we don't get our first round linebacker or cornerback. So, um, but you know, we, it, it, it's something that, you know, the, the name that's constantly thrown out there that they are, you know, they're always regretting not taking is Russell Wilson. Three first rounders could do it. Who the heck knows? But um, so just, just real quick on that, because you brought it up. Would you be willing, like right now, just thinking about it off the top of your head, would you be willing to give up those draft picks for a quarterback already? Or would you just keep um, Jalen Hurts for another year and keep those draft picks to acquire linebacker, cornerback, the key pieces that this team's missing? So I'm very torn on that. And here is why. Because I like Jalen Hurts and I think he has – huge potential. And I think that the Eagles need to then put the right people around him in terms of a coaching staff to get him to 
his his level that he can get to because I do you you see it there you see flashes of what he can do if they keep Jalen Hurts I am not confident that those three first round picks will be used adequately yeah (laughs) if they trade I think that's all of Philly right now is worried about what they're going to do with those picks exactly so if you, but then if you trade three first round picks for Russell Wilson, Howie doesn't have the opportunity to screw up three first round picks. Instead, you just have Russell Wilson. True. Which, Very true. you know, he's, he plays, he's extremely durable. He just missed his first games ever. Yeah, and this year. He also is Always, you know, he starts off the uh, series, the season every year in the MVP conversation. Sometimes in the middle, there's a dip there, depending on how the rest of the team is faring, but then always then comes back around at the end. And the the Seahawks are always a team in that conversation for for playoffs and and potentially making a run. Um, Mm -hmm. Because again, I think offensively, the weapons are finally there. I think they've got good pieces in place. They just have to figure out how to how to make it all work. And if they mm-hmm. are determined to lose games and have, you know, the Dolphins are bad, the Colts are also bad. If they're determined to keep three picks in the top 15 and be able to use three top 15 picks, that's, I mean, that's huge. Some team is going to bite on that. Yeah. And and pray to all the gods ever that ever existed that it's not Deshaun Watson. He's already said he doesn't want to come here. Any oh, no. with over twenty sexual assault allegations is not welcome um, at all. But He's also not worth three first round picks. Completely agree. I'm with <laughs> there. I think Russell Wilson is. Yes, um, he's a true leader, and he makes a difference. I I totally agree. Like a, a full leave it out all out on the field guy. Yeah really likable just as an individual does a lot for the community. Like there's, there's not, there's no complaints about Russell Wilson. Um, So I think that someone like that, I'd absolutely be in for those, those three first round picks, because again, I know people are like, Oh, but you have to have the draft. They're going to get screwed up anyway. So why would I worry about the draft picks? And that's what people keep saying as well. Like, Oh, well, if they keep winning, they, they're not going to have a high draft pick. Why do I care if Howie Roseman has a high or low draft pick? He's going to screw it up no matter where it is. Yeah, at this point, I'm completely done with getting my hopes up with the draft for the Eagles. Yeah, I just a letdown. Like that's why when they keep acquiring players via trades instead of draft picks, I'm like, you know what? Fine, fine. I agree. Like if they just acquired picks for Zach Ertz, it would have been worse. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) not losing Zach Ertz, but at least we get a player in return. You know, it's not just yo. You get you know. A, a third, a fourth, and you know, three sixes. Great, awesome. Why? <laughs> like, seriously? So yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. And I think that we also then would have to rely on him to put the correct people in place to build Jalen Hurts up. So I, I guess based on that logic, my, my, I'd be leaning towards the trade for a Russell Wilson, but it wouldn't. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. Quarterback, because that's the thing. Like, there's too many factors that go into the other. Like, there's too many factors that go into the Jalen Hurts 
one because it's uh, it's relying on other people and i have to trust howie roseman by relying on like i have to rely on howie roseman to do the correct thing and i just i just don't do i i don't i I don't trust howie roseman so anything that requires me to have to rely on howie i i that that's the second option well you know i'm right there with you with howie roseman jess so (laughs) i completely understand Unfortunately, because I do believe in Jalen Hurts, and I do think Jalen Hurts could be the guy here. I, I don't doubt that at all, but then again, you have to rely on, you know. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about Jalen anymore. I do think that, obviously, if he could um, tone in really on his rushing and his passing abilities and be that dual-threat quarterback that everybody thought he could be, obviously, yeah. then he'd be a threat. But right now, I don't know. I'm kind of getting nervous, and what I'm seeing from him, I'm like, Starting to wonder, like, if he could be that difference maker. Obviously, he's talented. I don't know if he can be the difference maker anymore. Sure. But with that being said, take us to the break so we can go on to the Chargers. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about Jalen Hurts and how we think he and the rest of the team is going to fare this weekend against the Los Angeles Chargers. You are listening to The Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Welcome back into episode number 69 of Babes on Broad. So as we said before the break, we're going in to week, is it week nine? Yeah, week nine of the NFL season and the Eagles 
will host the Los Angeles Chargers. It kind of, at first, it sounds really scary. This Chargers started off the season very, very hot going four and one. So they were a powerhouse. Um, they got good wins against Kansas City, but they're kind of not the Kansas City we all think of. Um, they beat Las Vegas. They beat Cleveland. So they took advantage of those close wins that people would have thought in their mind could have gone either way. Mm -hmm. um, they have already had their bye week. So they're only four and three on the season. But I think one of the things that makes me the most nervous going into this week is the fact that they've lost their past two games. They lost the week before their bye, and then they lost the week coming off of their bye. So they're going to be coming after us both. And I should say that was to Baltimore and New England, both those losses. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like they're going to be coming into Philadelphia with a vengeance and looking for a win. And I think that's one of the things that has me most nervous going into this game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I agree. I think that they're going to be really motivated um, coming in. I think that obviously, um, you know, it's, it's a lot easier for an Eagles team an Eagles defense that had been so bad up to this point to shut down a bunch of lesser caliber wide receivers playing for the Detroit Lions and the the Chargers are a, a much different football team um, much different weapons much higher caliber weapons now I will say um, the Chargers have the worst run defense in football I was yep being blown away on the ground like Blow, like almost 300 yards in a couple games blown away on the ground. So if the Eagles can stick to that ground game, they'll be able to control the clock a little bit and, you know, effectively put up points. Um, you know, I'm not going to, again, for a second week in a row, rely on logic from the, the coaching staff there. Um, but if the Eagles can run the ball, control the clock a little bit and do what they can to keep the ball out of Justin Herbert's hands, you know, they can put up points and I think they can rely on their defense enough if the defense plays aggressive. Um, you know, they they have as as good a shot as ever to to win the game. Yeah, you're right. There are definitely this goes back to what we said in the first half. There are chances and opportunities in this game sure. that the Eagles could take and could come on top or come out on top, but um it's gonna come down to the game plan. And it's going to come down of doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And it's just that simple. And that's one thing that I, when we were talking about the run success from last week, is it's frustrating that it took so long to see, but at least we saw it. If we don't see that dynamic rushing um, offense this week, Jess, I will be absolutely furious. And I think most of Philadelphia should be furious because as you said, it's, it's quite literally right in front of your face. You saw the success last week, and then now you're going against the worst rushing defense in the league. Why would you not at least take some of that um, game plan and bring it over to this week? The, the only thing that I can think of is if they are genuinely not trying to win. That's the only <laughs> you're thing right. you're I right. can think of. Because and it, that would make it obvious this week if we see it. I would have to believe that because I, I like, I, maybe I believe in people too much, but like, I refuse to believe that as individuals, Nick Sirianni and Jonathan Gannon are just that stupid that they completely abandon everything that worked so well last week and want and try to build off that. And it, it and if they just 
don't. Like if they just completely they, they just ignore don't. that, I have to imagine that it's because they are not actually trying to win the football game because I, I can't fathom that two people getting paid as much as they do to be in charge of the offense and the defense are are that dumb. Like I just, I yeah. refuse to believe that they're that that's that a great dead. that's a great point and that's I never thought of that until you just said it so it's very like I like they brought it up because it will be if that happens it's going to be obvious that that's what they're doing so I like that you brought it up instead of me just being furious and thinking it's the most idiotic coaching decision ever so I like that you gave me an out for my anger if it ends up happening <laughs> I'm so trying to look at it that way because Otherwise, it's just so humiliating as an Eagles fan that these are the morons chosen to lead the football team. And I just, I don't, like, listening to Nick Sirianni speak and talk about the game, and and I just, even the way that that stupid flower analogy, like, he somehow convinced them to, like, actually listen to that. There has to be something. Like, I don't think he's actually that bad. I don't think he's that terrible. I think that there's more of a, let's try to keep this pick in the top 10. Yeah, and the fact that he's also, he's not allowed to be just a straight-up mastermind. You know what I mean? So that goes into play in that fact, too. He is, obviously, he's been referred to as a puppet a lot. He is getting told from higher up what to do. So we have to keep that in mind as well. Right. And again, but, I, I, I'm I'm honestly, like, I'm okay if they are trying to lose games, essentially, to get higher draft picks, if they have a, if they actually have a plan in which to, to use them. Like, I don't, I don't hate that strategy. I mean, as a fan, like, you never want to see them, in, like, you want to see them win. Sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, it just... I'm okay, I'm okay with that, but the way that they go about it sometimes, it just can be infuriating. Like, they come up and they play the way they did against Atlanta, and then they lay a bunch of eggs, and then they play the way they did against Detroit, and are they going to just come out and literally look like they're brain dead again? Like It's I- tough, though, if that is their plan, because, I mean, yeah, you want those top picks, but you know you're already getting two good ones probably at least most likely right. knock on wood um so it's just it's just strange to me because then you do have such young a good young wide receiving core that like could really benefit from not trying to throw games you know so it's just like right. do you want to help out your future and get that kind of spark going and started early and get that going this year or do you want to risk all of that just for a potentially better pick next year when you're already going to have two. I just, that's why it's just hard for me to believe. And then you look at it from, from you're exactly right. You have a good young receiving core, but then like, how do you evaluate the the people that you're putting around them to help them improve and help them grow if you're throwing a season, essentially? Like, how do you know you're not going to then waste another year of their careers and do things and and teach them things and coach them in ways that is not going to help them or be useful to them. If you if you don't know what you have in terms of coaching staff because they're not actually able to you know, work to their their fullest capabilities and it's just kind of a it's it's like a wash for everyone's season, but also like 
why would you want to wash a year of Devonte Smith? You know what That's I mean? what I was going to say. That exactly. And then also it just sucks for us as a fan base because of the fact that we're already miserable this year. And just to hear that we can expect the same thing again next year because it essentially be another rebuild year, you know, or like starting to get things going. Unless they traded for an already proven quarterback. And, but even if they do that and they give all three of the um, picks for like a Russell Wilson, they still have a tough offseason trying to improve that secondary and get linebackers in and sure. get the defense as a whole younger and more talented. But they use, so, okay, so say they use the first three, they use three first round picks on Russell, Russell. Wilson for, he, he's just the, you know, the golden shot, the golden standard, right? Yeah. They use three first-round picks on Russell. They've still got a buttload of second- and third-day picks that they could solely use on defense. True. And, but... from, and from there, you you bring in those guys. Because in terms of offense, you're essentially set. Yeah. I agree. And on the you, offensive side. You can supplement some of those other small areas, backup areas that we might need with you know, last picks, right. Undrafted free agents, you know, things like that. But essentially you've got, you've got your core pretty much solidified, right? You, you try to get another, you know, high second day, whether it be a first round or a late first round, second or third round for Andre Dillard, right? You add something there and you spend all of your draft capital on corners and linebackers. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and build up that secondary a little bit. And that that team could could literally immediately be a contender. You're right. You're right in that fact. It just never, whenever I hear like getting secondary guys in the later rounds of the draft, it just never excites me. You know? I hey, mean, we just don't see Dante success. Jr. was a second round pick and he's You're absolutely right. balling. And if he I don't consider that late on round, Sunday, though. I am going to start the Fire Howie channel. Yes. That should have been going anyway. Okay, Jess, but let's get into some questions before we go with our predictions. All right. We have two questions that we absolutely completely skipped over last week, completely by accident. (laughs) We're so sorry. Um, So at Callie underscore dream asks us, do you think the coaching staff this year will get a pass regardless of outcome or will we actually witness a one and done? So if they would have lost last week to the Lions, I think – it would have been a one and done for sure. Somebody would have had to lose their job if they lost to an 0-7 team. Unless, like you said, they're trying to purposely throw the season, then obviously um, the organization wouldn't be able to fault the coaching staff for that. So that would be their one takeaway. But if they, I don't know, if they regress this week and just could fall back into what we were, what we have been so angry about the previous weeks before Detroit, I think it could be a one and done. And I would be okay with that. Would I think that would tell us what their plan was. I agree. They, if, if, if Nick Sirianni and Jonathan Gannon go immediately when the season's over, that tells us that they weren't trying to lose games and they were really just that brain dead. True. If they give them another shot, it was for the picks. And if, if they get another shot and they, you know, do try to bundle those those first round picks and make a big like a make a huge blockbuster with that, I think that's going to show us exactly what their plan was. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think it's, it's it's up in the air at this point. I have absolutely no idea. I wouldn't have a problem if it was one and done, though. 
no, I also would not. I don't think <laughs> I, I just, I, I, I'm not, I'm not buying what they're selling just now. Like Same. I want to, I want to so badly. I there's just, still time for them to convince us, but yes, I don't know if it'll happen. There's still time. Um, at legendary flames asks, what do you think it would take though for Jeffrey Lurie to decide that Nick Sirianni needs to go right now? Could, I don't know if that means like right now, like in season, I don't see Jeffrey Lurie doing another in-season fire, though. He fired I don't think Kelly in-season, and I was shocked when that happened. Yeah. I don't think you could fire him in-season right now unless – I'm thinking of the Lions again – unless they lost really bad to the Lions and it was actively, like, clearly hurting Jalen Hurts and the rookie wide receivers or something like that. You know what I mean? Where he's really hurting their development. I think that's the only situation I could see it because other than that, if you got rid of him right now, when you have Jalen Hurts, who's essentially in his rookie rookie year that everybody's keeps comparing it to, you know what I mean? And then you have um, Devonte Smith and the younger guys on the offense. You can't just bring in somebody else halfway unless he's really bad and hurting them while he's here, you know? Yeah, totally. I, yeah, I don't think, there's anything that he could do at this point now that we've gotten past the lions i don't think there's anything he could do that would get him canned before the season um but again i think depending on what their plan is if their plan was go out there and try to win as many games as possible and he executed the way he he has and this kind of pattern continues through january then then yes i think we could definitely um then it's very possible it's very possible <laughs> that that he would decide he needs to go right now but i again i think what their decision is is it, it's going to show us what their plan was for the season which again yeah. is fine but pretty i mean it's 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 disappointing and just sucks as an eagles fan to have to sit through i agree i agree oh, what a pain so Ugh. with that what is your final score prediction for the eagles chargers on sunday Yeah, so we already kind of said it. I'm nervous for this game, but extra nervous because of the fact that they're coming off of back-to-back losses after that powerful start that they've had. So I think they're going to be coming out looking for redemption. The Chargers on paper, to me, are just the better team. So I do expect them on paper to win. Um, But obviously, there are chances, like we already said, for Philly to really take a hold of. Philly secondary, I think they're going to struggle against um, Herbert and his offensive weapons because Justin Herbert is just a monster, and I think he's going to keep going on a tear, and we're just going to see him get better and better in this league. Um, but the Chargers, they have one of the worst pass defenses in the league and then the actual worst rushing defense. So with the performance we saw from our offense last week, if Nick Sirianni comes out with just even a capable game plan for this, if they keep going on that upward trend, they could pick and they should pick apart this defense. So I think both teams are going to be able to put up points. Um, and I think it's really just going to come down to Justin Herbert being better and being the best one on the field, essentially. So I think the Chargers are going to win 31 to 26 because Justin Herbert's just going to lead his team to victory. Yeah, I mean, I I totally agree with with all of the the things you said, but if we can I I, I if the Eagles can execute on the proper game plan like it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know what this game plan could be and i think Mm -hmm. that sometimes can be the issue it's like they think it's too obvious but also like 
works for a reason. They're the worst rushing defense for a reason. Don't get cute. Don't try to outsmart yourself. Just run the ball and go after Justin Herbert. Yes. Just do it. Just do it. Let Boston Scott do his thing. Right. Put him out there. Put Kenny Gainwell. Have him switch off. Throw in Jordan Howard. Do it all. Do it all. Do it all. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think if the Eagles do play correctly, I was putting a lot of faith in them. I know. They can speak. <laughs> like I said it before, the offense needs to run the ball. The defense needs to play aggressive. They have as good a shot as anybody to win this game. I have 28-24 Eagles. They have to I win like it, it at some point. They haven't won at home yet. Ugh. They have to do it now. Please. Jeez. I need it. Can I not have a What chance? a win. That would be – if they do what they're supposed to do and they get this win – that might actually make me happy. Like last week's win against Detroit, I was temporarily happy because I was just pleased with how they played. They did their part. If they actually get this win over the Chargers, that would make me happy. Let me ask you a question. If Do you think that after getting married on Saturday, you are going to be capable of not being happy even if the Eagles lose on Sunday? Ah. Probably not because I don't expect them to win. So I think I'll be happy no matter what because obviously I get married the day before. But then also I'm not expecting them to win. So unless it comes out and the only thing that had actually ruined it, Jess, ruined the whole weekend actually. No, I'm kidding. The only thing that would actually really make me mad is if we see two rushing attempts in the first half. Yeah, like no rushing. That would actually make me furious because even thinking about it right now, I'm boiling thinking about it. Okay, well, let's not do that. that. The Eagles are going to win on Sunday. We're going to speak it into existence. But thank you for listening to episode 69 of Babes on Broad. As always, thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Make sure you are following everybody everywhere, all of our social media. Subscribe to BGN Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Five-star rating, written review. Make sure you're subscribed. Also on YouTube. And we will talk to you next week. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.